At Sandy Spring Bank, we care about people, not transactions. So we concentrate on creating personalized solutions to start or grow a business that provides for your family, to purchase a home that will house the memories you make there, to save so you can enjoy today and then pass on your legacy to future generations. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash real. Mortgage, home equity, and other credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Sweating in bed keeping you up at night? Okay, get your mind out of the gutter. This isn't that kind of commercial. You need the cooling power of Purple. The mattress, that is. It's comfort reinvented thanks to the Purple Grid. It allows air to flow through so you can sleep cool and comfortable all night long. And it flexes and cushions no matter what position you sleep in. Hmm, maybe it is that kind of commercial. Anyway, save up to $400 on select Purple mattresses and bedding bundles. Get yours at purple.com slash sleep in. Terms apply. With the powerful combination of Michelin X1 tires and the Michelin Energy Guard aerodynamic solution on your truck, you can save 17 gallons every 1,000 miles. Go to business.michelinman.com slash fuel saver for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of the Hawks Hawks podcast, an Atlanta Hawks podcast hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. Today, I'm joined by two of very special people, as always, the co-host, Logan Barnes, and special guest, yeah. draft analyst of the year, my friend, Nikki. How, how are we doing, everyone? I'm doing great. How are y'all doing? Doing good. I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm doing good, um, you know. I guess we'll start off a little bit, because this is a Hawks podcast. We'll get into the draft stuff later, but some some other stuff did happen that we did want to talk about. Yes. The James Harden uh, so. trade, right? Well, I was going to say, since this is a Hawks podcast. Uh, uh, you oh, know, yeah. I forgot we have to talk about that. This season, this season is chalked, and the team has COVID. Yep. Boyd Pierce is currently uh, quarantined. I mean, I mean, it's just the end. This is the end of the season. But, you know, it was a good run. We had 10 good games. Never gonna play again though. So yeah, that's how it goes. Look, at least we exited on a win. But no, I, I yeah. do wanna I do wanna the first thing I want to talk about is the James Harden trade. Mm-hmm. Just cause I, I'm a Harden fan, I'm a KD fan. I mean, the Nets are loaded. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I think they're winning the title this year. I think it's I think it's sealed. Sealed East for sure. There's no doubt that they're coming out of the East, but I I just don't see how teams are going to stop them. Like, what's your plan to stop all three of them? And and you throw in Joe Harris in there for the spacing. Like, those closing lineups with Kyrie, Harden, Joe Harris, KD, and you could throw any five-man in there. Like, that's impossible to stop. It really is. I mean, it's just terrifying. Like, I'm not looking forward to when we have to play the Nets again. You're a Celtics fan, so I know you're definitely not looking forward to playing the Nets yeah, again. No. They're about the, the, yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about that. You know what? We're, look, everybody at the Eastern Conference is in pain right now. I, w- I will say just, you know, if if any team at this point, I would look at it and say if any team had any shot of – I mean, it's kind of impossible to imagine beating the Nets like four times in seven games. But I think the Celtics would have a shot just because they have the defenders to at least give Harden, Kyrie a tough time. Katie's Katie. He's going to kind of – 
you know, you he's just, gonna get his. It's about stopping everyone else. Yeah, it's about it's about just making Harden have those like seven for twenty seven games where you know, yeah, it's gonna it's weird. That's gonna be a kind of a crazy team. I, I like I don't really. It's gonna be weird to see how the offense works because this this is not like um like I guess the most comp, like comparable thing would be um that Warriors team when they added Katie, but like Clay is not a ball dominant guy. He can play off the ball. Whereas Harden, Katie, and Kyrie, like they're all pretty on ball. I know Katie can't play off ball, but realistically, it's it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be a, a, a while before they figure it out. But yeah, come the playoffs. I don't know, man. I don't know how you beat them four times, but that's not the Hawks' problem because we're gonna be a seven seed, baby. We ain't gotta worry about them. <laughs> we played the Bucks, dog. I don't know about y'all. We played the Bucks. We get oh, swept by Giannis. We're we're getting revenge on Boonholzer. I'm not worried. Oh wow, that's tough. I uh, I, that was such a weird trade to me. Like I woke up and saw the details yep. of it. Come yeah, up. I mean, I'm a podcasting degenerate who wakes up at about three p.m. So, um. <laughs> Woke up and I was like, "Wait, cares? Wait, Victor Oladipo's in the trade?" I'm like, "What is going? That why, why did Indiana? Well, why did Indiana and Houston do that? Like that just lowers yeah. that lowers Indiana's chances of like possibly making like a out of nowhere like title run. But like also Houston, why did they give up the control they have over Karis Levert for like somebody who's a free agent this offseason? Like that just didn't make any sense to me. It didn't make sense from either side. Yeah, that was the part of the trade that. I mean, it's just confusing. Like, personally, I'm not super high on Karis Averts, and I think Oladipo, I mean, he's clearly like, but he's still really good, and I'd still definitely take him over Karis Avert. So, like, for the Pacers, they're a little bit worse this year. And then, I mean, I guess they, they have Karis Avert for the next several seasons, which is nice, but he's not really moving the needle for them. And then for the Rockets, like, they're not keeping Oladipo. That dude clearly just wants to go to Miami for some reason. Like, he, he refuses to even think about playing anywhere else. So, that, that was the weirdest part of the trade. Then the Cavaliers getting Jarrett Allen for, like, a Milwaukee Bucks first and Dante Exum. Yeah, that, was, that, was, that, was, dude, the, so that was weird. Cavaliers high-key won this trade like, from, like, a value standpoint. but It's, it's kind of uh, comparable to the Hawks getting Capella for... Like this, what is it, 16th or 17th pick in the draft? It's kind of like a even cheap. And plus, Exum's like just way overpaid. So to dump off his contract, even though it's only one year, is it's crazy. He's also um, bad at the sport. Yeah, he's also just the only thing he's good at is just making a fool out of Trey Young. But you know. But but going to Nikki, I, I want your opinion on on the on the trade in full, like from every team perspective. Uh, I'm not sure what Indiana was thinking. Like, Oladipo, like, in the games I saw from Oladipo this year, I was pretty impressed. Like, especially against the Celtics, he was looking nice. Like, maybe not back to his old form, but clearly a better player than Levert to me. So, I don't know if that's just, like, locker room issues. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what to think about that. Rockets, I think. I haven't looked at the numbers or anything like that, like salary-related, but I would assume it has something to do with different teams. And uh, I like the Jared Allen pickup. I mean, I'm not sure, like, why Brooklyn would have traded him over DeAndre Jordan, but, uh, I mean, obviously Brooklyn comes out of that trade as a winner, regardless of what they gave up. 
Yeah, like, facts. You're, you're putting yourself in a chance to win a title this year and next year. I mean, however long they have those guys together. Yeah, it's just I don't. It was it's just crazy to me that like I I was so shocked when I saw Oladipo got traded, but um. Yeah, that was an interesting trade. I definitely think the Nets are the team to beat in the NBA right now. I know a lot of people are going to be hyping up uh, LeBron and the Lakers. I think it's over. I think it's over. I think KD's coming back for what's his. And what's his, I mean, best player in the world. I'm saying it. Getting it out there now. That That's just my opinion, though. But um, moving He's going to get the same thing. Oh, he, had to, he had to be on the super team. But... No, 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 no. KD could have won a title straight up with just Kyrie. But they're like, you know, let's just get James Harden too so we can, like, solidify that the title's ours and, like, we don't care about the rest of the NBA. All right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. That's it's fair. like when Thanos, like, snaps. He's like, you know what? Let sure. me just go ahead and kill another half of the planet. All right, Kev, Kev. All right. What's your final prediction, then? Finals prediction from me. Oh, ooh. I'm going to go Nets, definitely, because I just think they make it out of the East. I don't see teams stopping them. Give me um, give me the Lakers and Nets beat the Lakers in six. That that's my take. All right, I respect that. I think I think uh, AD has like two of those games where he just goes off. LeBron probably goes off in them as well, and they just like outscore them. Yeah. But then the other four just like domination by uh. I, I, I mean, the Lakers have good defenders and guys like Caruso. See, my thing is, I think I think AD would have like f- four or five of those games in the finals. Wow. So you think you wait? What's your finals prediction, Logan? It'd be the same as you, but okay. I, you know, I just I don't know. I'll need to. I, I want to see how it works for the Nets before I like take them over the Lakers. Because right now, I see the Lakers as like clearly the finals favorites, at least for me, anyway. Um, so, so I definitely want to see how Brooklyn sort of makes it all work out. Because I mean, I'm plus I got like like a puppet as a head coach. <laughs> so I can't wow, really do the shit. disrespect to Steve Nash, dog. <laughs> I'm a, I, I mean, he was a good player. You're, you're, he's just, just, he's just standing there with a mask on his face and a golfing shirt on. Yeah, 1,000%. Antonio's the actual coach there. Wow. And I don't even think he cares you're, that you're much. You're just saying so. Steve Nash is the pretty boy for the press, basically, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, pretty, I mean, you know, you, may, you might think I sound like Kyrie right now, but I think Kyrie has a point. Steve Nash is a, you know... He's a puppet. I don't know how to put it, man. He's he's just uh, he's just there for the the clout, I guess. He's just he's just there to piggyback his career into. I don't know. Maybe he wants to be a GM or something. I don't know. But wow, he ain't, he ain't got a future in coaching, folks. That's all I'll say. Wow. Nick, you what's your uh, what's your final <laughs> prediction? Is it is it uh, Nets versus Lakers? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Okay, so we're all on board with the Nets versus Lakers. All right, yeah, in how many games and who do you have winning? I got the Lakers winning. I can't, I can't bet against LeBron anymore. I can't do it. Every this isn't year, a Mickey Mouse right now. Yeah, no, it's not. But LeBron and AD, like... It's at least make it difficult for Harden and for Kyrie. Yeah. And then, I mean, Anthony Davis would, again, I think he just would completely feast against my most teams, but especially the Nets right now. I'm sorry, you put Jeff Green on Anthony Davis or, or yeah. Montrezl Harrell, and Montrezl Harrell isn't even good in the playoffs, but you put him on Jeff Green... That, that's that's an issue for the Nets. So I don't know, man. I said it best. I said that if Alex Caruso, as good as Lakers fans make him out to be, if he gets switched on the KD Harden or Kyrie on an ISO, MLK is about to look down from the uh, sky, smiling from what's about to happen. <laughs> Straight up, I 
I don't know. I mean, it's going to be – if those dudes just all three are ice and making their shots, I don't see how you're beating them. But, you know, yeah, the, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see. But I think, I think that's enough about the hard trade. Late in the game, like fourth quarter, how do you stop that? Yeah, no. Like, just, like, whether they're moving off ball or not, like, they could be ice-hogging or running sets. Like, I don't know how you stop a team with those three guys plus Joe Harris. And then you could have Jeff Green out there. Facing the floor. Nick Claxton. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Nick Claxton. That's my guy. He'll be back in a few <laughs> weeks. I'm actually excited for him. The, yeah, the I'm excited to see him get some time. I think Brooklyn has like two or three more open roster spots that they can sign guys with. So it'll be yeah, interesting so. to see what they do with those because they're definitely going to use those. And they, they definitely have some holes on that team. Well, I think that's enough about the Harden trade from all three of us. Um, I think we all kind of agree that from a value perspective, the Cavs got the best. Uh, the Pacers are kind of just all over the place, and the Rockets uh, are just kind of in the middle, slowly rebuilding. I think uh, Jay said it best. He was like, the Rockets went from uh, this rebuild is never going to work up to, to like this rebuild is below average. It might work. We're not sure. He said something like that. I was like, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. But I do think that's enough about the Harden trade. I do want to move on to what your specialty is, Nikki. This, this is your bread and butter right here, the NBA draft. You are a world-renowned analyst on it. One of my favorites. One of my one of the, the guys I respect the most. An inspiration in some ways. Look, there's some standing going on. Uh, there's some fanboying. But I'm gonna go ahead and hit you with the hard questions. All right, you ready? All right, I got you. All right, is Evan Mobley a generational prospect? And am I right by saying he is? Um, I'll give him that, honestly. Like, he's he's really that good. He is like, that good. And Kate is still better. <sighs> you know, I see... All right. I just had to throw that out there. Well, all right, all right, look, look, look. I've been hammering the Evan is better than Kate thing, but I've kind of uh-huh. come to, like, a consensus on it. I've kind of... I watched some Kate games. I watched a game versus Kansas the other night. <laughs> and I was, you know, grinding the tape... And I was like, I think this is a 1A, 1B scenario where yeah. you couldn't go wrong with either one. But if I was at one, I think I'd take Cade. But I'm not going to put fair. him over Mobley. But I, I, I genuinely, like, if you, if some GM was like, yeah, let's just take Mobley for some reason. Like, maybe they're like, mm-hmm. we already have, like, our point guard of the future. Like, even though you should always take the best player, they're just like, yeah. fuck it, let's get Mobley. Like, I don't think that's a wrong pick. Like, it's not going from, like, Luca to, like, uh, <laughs> Marvin Bagley. Um, So... <laughs> You know, sorry for yeah, that no, shot at Kings fans, but I think taking Mobley over K is much more excusable than taking Aiden over Luca. Correct. Or I mean, especially Bagley over Luca. Yeah. But that was just bad. Coming into the season, I was thinking, you know, K's the guy, and there's a huge drop off after one. But like, the more I watch Mobley play, I'm like, this kid is special. Like, the stuff he does on the court, you don't see seven footers do that much. And it's not like, like, and you can't even really pick out weaknesses from him. Like, his weaknesses are what? Strength and shooting? And, I mean, he's shooting 40% from three. Yeah, like, his shooting and, indicators are pretty good, like, even though he's in, like, the 60 from three throw percent. But it's not yeah, like he, it's not press, like he's, like, Jackson Hayes to where, like, he's never going to be a shooter or anything. Exactly. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, I, I'm not upset at anyone that has Mobley okay at this point, which is crazy for me to think about. Wow. The Mobley fans, we've been, we've been taking some dubs lately. I was banging. I was on that train for a while, you know? I was saying that, my guy. No, I I appreciate that insight. Hey, 
you were the first guy on that too, huh? I, I was that. I, I actually was that. I was all over that, really. I was like, you know what? Mobley's the guy. It's like seven-footers who can dribble, pass, play defense, and rebound like this. And they also have, like, decent shooting indicators. And, like, their only clear weakness from afar is they need to put on weight. Like, those yeah. don't come around very often. And the last time they did, Giannis came out of it. So it can't be too bad. Yeah, if, you're, if your weakness as a prospect is not strong enough, you're, I think that's enough to call you generational by itself just because you're going to put on strength once you get to the next level. Like, that's not even that's not an if. That's a win. So, yeah, he's... I'm okay with calling him generational. I'm glad you're on the generational trade. I thought that would be a bit of conflict. Logan. Yeah. I need to get – you have a very – you have a hot draft take. <laughs> you are – you are, no, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't try to flake off of it now. You're, you're a Suggs <laughs> fan, dog. There's a lot of Suggs haters out there on yeah. draft Twitter, and you just don't embrace it at all. You're just like, I love Suggs. That's your guy. So, so I want to – I'm not on draft Twitter, so I don't see that. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a draft guy, so I'm, I'm going to be laying low on this pod to sort of, you know – Popping in every little, every chance, every you know, small opportunity. But no, yeah, I really like Jalen or Suggs. Jalen Suggs, correct. I, 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 I have, yeah, I've joked, partially tongue in cheek, partially uh, maybe I'm not joking that I thought he might be better than Cade. Um, clearly, I understand that is one um, not going to be popular. Two, probably uh, definitely not true right now. But I, I do ultimately sort of really like Suggs' potential, um, just from the things I've seen. I, I, it's really the athleticism and the fact that he's already shooting extremely well. But Kate is for sure more polished right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm pretty big on the sex train. What? I, see, I'm not on draft Twitter, but why? Why are the draft guys like? Why are they so split on Suggs? I'm, I'm this sort of this is why we have Dicky here. Dicky, feel free to answer this one because I couldn't tell you. Okay, I don't know. If, I think everybody on draft Twitter like likes Suggs as a prospect, but I think they're kind of. They just kind of push back on the idea of Suggs being better than Mobley. So I think that's why they're kind of seeing it as low on him. Well, there's like some people that have like Suggs and like the like. To the Suggs fan, but saying he's not really quite on that tier one level. But he's he's my clear number three at this point. I, I respect that. I think it's interesting, Logan, because there's like not a lot of Suggs fans out there. And then there's you who's just like head over heels for him. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Listen, I saw a few like little clips of him, and I was like, you know what? Because, like, I'm sorry, I, I don't like college basketball enough to really dive deep on these guys. I'm, you know, I'll be straight up. I'm not a draft guy, you know. So I, I liked what I saw from Suggs, and uh, you know, I, I just ran with it because I think it's fun to sort of take have a take and then run with it. I mean, Jackson, you you know exactly what I'm talking about. You, you're that same kind of guy. Jalen you know McDaniel I mean? standing. Yeah, Jarrett Culver standing. Um, I mean, you know, those are those takes. Woo. Jarrett Culver is not looking good right now, and that's all I'll say on that. No, yeah, he's 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 barely getting playing time right now, dog. It's sad. And he, the Super Bowl's he awful. Always, he always had a coach's uh, decision to not play last night. I was like, wow, that is not good. Oof, that is that's painful. But yeah, that's I mean, <laughs> yeah, I I just with with. Suggs, I think it was that one game where he made, what was it, six or seven threes. It's the athleticism. His passing vision is really good. His passing is looking like it's going to, I don't want to say like elite, but, you know, it's looking extremely good. He's he's young. He's athletic. He's he's shooting well so far. So I, th- I think it'll just be sort of like in a year or two, he's going to look really special. But right now he's, you know, a little, he's definitely more raw than Kate. So 
you know, I, I, you know, if you were to truthfully ask me, like, do I, do I think Kate or Suggs is a better prospect? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going, I'm going with Kate, but you know, I'm going to stick, stick with my guns a little bit on the Suggs hype train, but. I mean, I respect it. I mean, a lot of people would just fold on that one. And then you have people like me and you and even Nikki, because this dude was a Poku stand. Like I tell Ooh. you, N- Nikki, this dude is a Poku stand to death. To death. It, it was actually kind of. It was actually kind of disgusting. I don't know. I mean, y'all gonna see in three years. Three years. Three years away. Three. Three years. Give me three years. <laughs> that, that's how I feel about Jaden. People like, damn, Jaden need to be playing for the trash ass Timberwolves. I'm like, give me five years. I need five years on that tape. <laughs> talk to me what. Talk to me while I apply for AARP. Yeah. All right. Talk to me when he's on his second team. Yep. Uh huh. See, I need, mm-hmm. I, this, I need my, I need that guy a second contract before if I can evaluate if I was right or wrong. Bro. I mean, no. People are too early to jump on guys. Like, I mean, some of these overreactions I'm seeing on Twitter and stuff, like about these rookies. Oh, and shout out to Looney Ben for the overreactions too. Mm-hmm. Get up, game. Kind of wild in there sometimes. <laughs> That I saw Man. on Twitter, somebody said, um, uh, oh, it was a, Anthony Edwards had like a bad game last night. They, they called him Deod Waiters with with a hood accent. I was like, that's just that's just that's just wrong. <laughs> Everything about that was bad. Ooh, Anthony Edwards has had a few uh, bad games in a row, but I guess you know since we've been talking about the top of the draft a little bit, Nikki, I, I got a I got one little question, and I know you're. A lot, lot more uh, sort of up to speed with these prospects than I am. So I just, you know, thought I wanted to bounce something off you if that's all right. All right. I know Cade is being regarded as, like, a generational-type playmaker. Mm-hmm. Why Why does he only get four assists a game? Good good point. Good point. I have argued this in Discord before and gotten roasted by smart people for it. So I want, I want to hear an explanation. Uh, Have you watched any OK State games? I ha- Games in... Like, their entirety, no, but I've seen maybe 30, 40 minutes of Cade play, like, uh, from sort of clips. From right, uh, well, I don't have I don't have the shooting numbers, like, him, but his teammates can't shoot, like, straight up. His teammates are ass, is what I've heard. His teammates, can, he doesn't have shooters on his team, he doesn't have any rim runners, he doesn't have people who can finish, they just make bad decisions with the ball. And, mm. like, his bigs can't really catch. Like, he's, I mean, he's... He's playing on a team right now that's worse than his senior high school team was. Yeah, so, that, that's sort of what I was expecting because at first in my head I was like, well, that never stopped Trey Young, but Trey Young's usage percentage was a good bit higher, so that's one yeah. thing. And then in my head I was like, so is this like a Ben Simmons situation? And then I looked at Ben Simmons' stats and like, yeah, he also averaged like four, four and a half assists a game, and he was yeah. obviously not playing with elite or even NBA level talent at the you know college level, so. Yeah, I you know, I think I think I got a little lost in the sauce because I remember Trey Young averaging like ten assists a game with mediocre teammates, and I was like, well, why can't K do that? But you know, it, it's different situations. The uses percentage are pretty, pretty different. But I just wanted to double check. I wasn't sure. I knew I knew Oklahoma State's uh, roster is not the deepest or didn't have a lot of shooting, so I just wanted to double check. But you know, makes sense to me. I actually wanna I wanna go a bit down farther on the draft list. We you know we touched on K, we touched on Mobley, Suggs, who are at, like at the top of the draft draft list. All right, I want I want to talk about someone who's far down there, Nikki. I, this is a guy I've liked for a while. Would you take Charles Bassey in the lottery this year? Uh, 
Absolutely not. Oh my but, uh, what a I terrible do like Massey, I do like Massey. <laughs> I like Massey as an early second round, maybe late first round, depending on the situation. Look, after uh, Duke Azabuki got drafted, like, late first round, I'm truly oh, a believer yeah. that Massey could go in the lottery and it'd be okay. Yeah, Massey's better for sure. 100%. I, I just I'm in I'm in awe because I remember in the 2019 draft the 22 two, two drafts ago Jackson was talking about Bassey. <laughs> this yeah. dude's this dude's still just chilling here in uh, Western Kentucky. But hey man, they, they got some ballers in Western Kentucky. They had this one like point guard guy who like a lot of people like didn't know about him until then. Hmm. Sam, that's a new hot spot. That's a new Kentucky. Uh, yeah. The Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky is the new Memphis. I'll explain mm. it later. <laughs> All right. This, this is a Ash, bit of like a... This isn't like hashtag a part talk soon. Yeah, no, 100%. I'm on my Rashad Phillips stuff. Look, yeah. I, I'm finna, I'm really finna be Yoda of the draft podcasting world. Damn. They're not ready for it. Nikki, I wanted to ask you something. Right. Obviously, a lot of the top prospects in this class, guys like uh, Jonathan Kuminga, Jalen Green, um, mm-hmm. Deshane Nix, I don't know how you say that first name, probably said it wrong, they're playing for the G League Elite team. How are you going about scouting them this year? Like, Because obviously, it's kind of hard to rank these guys with how like limited the footage is, and like when there is footage, it's not in the best quality, there's weird angles. Like, What are you doing yeah. personally? Uh, um, I think they're having some kind of tournament. Like eighteen team tournament, I want to say in February. So I'm kind of waiting for that. Okay. Uh, and I'll probably end up going back and watching some high school stuff if I have time. But uh, yeah, I'll probably just wait for that tournament mostly. Okay. So so for right now, you're kind of just like as in the dark as everyone else. Like you're not making like oh Jalen Green's here's his NBA comp type stuff. Yeah. I okay. mean, you know, it's just using high school like my high school knowledge from them and like. The little, the little amount of film that we've got from the G League scrimmages, but I have, I don't have any really new information on them from high school. That's real. All right, I wanted to ask you something else. Biggest, uh, what's one player that you have a lot higher than like consensus? Uh, Franz Wagner, I guess. Uh, I have him borderline lotto right now. Okay, without. Without seeing any full Michigan games yet this year, just judging off uh, Twitter clips mostly and what I thought of him last year. But I like him a lot. Mine's, uh, mine's Terrence nine. Shannon. Oh, Terrence Shannon. I do like Terrence Shannon, too. I have him top five. But keep going on about Wagner. Uh, I mean, Wagner, like, I feel like he's a prototypical, like, fifth, fifth starter type wing to where he, he'll just be able to knock down shots for you, move the ball quickly. Attack closeouts, you know, play play good team defense, you know, like pretty much the ideal guy that you want. Uh, just slide sliding into a lineup, being able to scale up or down on usage. Yeah, for sure. I I don't know. I haven't. I I remember watching him like a few years ago in like March Madness. I was like, eh, he he he's something. He's not something I'm gonna go my way. But I I do need to check him out now. Now that you're now that you're hyping up, I'm definitely going to. Yeah, I know. Uh, I want to say Tundra in Looney Bin in Looney Bin is uh also on the Wagner Lotto train. So shout out to Tundra. You know for sure. You know a lot of people in there are high on the Wagner train, but Terrence Shannon, that's my guy. Like I, I believe he's top five. Explain that. I beat that drum. <laughs> yeah. I, I beat that drum. I genuinely he's gonna be that guy. And there's guys like this every year in the draft. Okay, 
they're guys who do everything right on the court, but for some mm-hmm. reason they slip because teams just overthink it. Like Tyrese Maxey, who shouldn't have gone in like as late as he did, should have gone like top ten, top five maybe. Yeah, I'd have taken him top five. But Shannon, he shoots well. 48, 33, 80%. I mean, his passing oh, he's up to 80%, he's up to 80% from the line. Yeah, my guy, is okay. up, I, I, he was, he's been grinding. He had a clutch. He, I mean, he shot one of eight from three yesterday. Not the best, but they did win over Texas, which is important. I mean, that boy, Mac McClung, hit a game winner. <laughs> White sold this dub. Um, but <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all over him. I mean, this, this is my guy right here. The three-throw attempt rate is high. The true shot percentage is at 59 his defense is good. He has good size, 6'6". He's from Chicago. I mean, just everything about him screams that he's going to be like one of those underrated draft prospects who slips, a team gets him, and then they're like, why didn't this guy go higher? Like Thibault in 2019. Yeah, if, he, if Terrence Shannon can shoot spot-ups, like, I'm not mad at him in the lottery. Uh, I probably wouldn't have him there just because, like, I don't, I'm not sure if the upside is there. I feel that. But, like... If he shoots, I'd say top 20. I mean, yeah. I mean, I am top five, but you know how I am about draft takes. I'm kind of hot about this. <laughs> I wanted to ask you yeah. about a, a guy. A Jackson team. always has at least one guy in the top five that's like... Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's just outrageous. Yeah, for sure. Jaden McDaniels that's, at one. That's top his specialty, man. That, that's why I'm such a renowned scout is because I'm willing to put my mm. credibility out there on the line. <laughs> a lot of people won't do that. I want to ask you, Nikki. BJ Boston. Me and you oh, I wanted to ask him. about him too. Okay, yeah. me and you used to talk about him in Discord a lot. Uh-huh. Like, like there's, like, I was a stand of his. I had him ahead of Mobley, and y'all hear how head over heels I am about Mobley. I did too, yeah. Like, what, what, what happens with BJ Boston now? Like, if you were BJ Boston, what would you do? I should say. Uh, damn. Continue playing the season out. I guess. I mean, he's. He's gonna go top twenty. He's gotta. There's teams are gonna depending buy. Depending on him. how the rest of the season, depending on how the rest of the season looks, like maybe he goes lotto. I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, Cal guys, Kentucky guys, like they outperform their draft stock every year. So maybe it's a context issue, or maybe he just wasn't as good as everybody thought. Because I'm pretty sure I had a number two coming into the year. Yeah, and he's not. He's not looking like the number two prospect. He's shooting 16% from three, which is just astonishing, really. <laughs> and his shot's ugly, too. Like, it's it's messy. Like, it's inconsistent. Like, just has a lot going on. There's just... There's just... There should be so much more good about him than there is. Like, there's so much bad about him right now. But, like, out of yeah. high school, I was like, this guy's gonna be good. Yeah, like, if it, if it was only... If it was only the shooting issue right now, like I'd probably still have him in the lottery. But he's like his handle doesn't really look good. He's he's not he doesn't look that great athletically. Like defensively, he's getting blown by a lot. Uh, not really making great decisions. Like so, I can't really justify him in the lottery anymore. No, I can't either. A lot of people are moving him down to the second round. Personally, wouldn't do that. I still believe in... I, I'm still a high school hype guy. Like, Quentin Grimes still would have took him in the first round uh-huh. in 2019. 100%. Don't get to ask me twice. But, uh... Oh, I wanted to ask you about this one. This one's a bit edgy. Um, So, what do we do about Keontae Johnson? Like, is he playing basketball again? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so, too, because I'm actually I very impressed with him. But, like, 
you know, him kind of like, you know, having that uh, near-death experience, like it kind of scared me about yeah. putting him on my board. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously you hope for the best for him. Hope he plays again. Of course. Uh, we wish if, well. he's healthy, if he's healthy, he's a first-round prospect to me. 100%. Like late first, probably. But, yeah, I just hope he gets healthy again. I'm, I just, I, I, thought, I was so impressed with him, and then like I'm, I saw like I saw something like pray for Keontae Johnson. I'm like, what's going on? And then like I see a yeah. clip a few things down. I'm like, oh my god, he just fell over on the basketball court. Yeah, that was scary. That was scary. Moving on, I'm going. Oh, oh my gosh, another guy I like. Is it weird to, uh, to you how similar Zaire Williams and Cam Reddish's seasons have gone? Yeah, I mean, it's eerily weird to me. Yeah. They're definitely very similar. Especially considering that they look like each other. I mean, yeah, they kind of got a similar build. They're both playing through injury, shooting offensive consistencies, but they're great defenders. Zaire Williams is a better playmaker, though, which is nice. Yeah. I say that, but he's averaging uh, 0.4 more turnovers and assists. But, you know, that's not everything. Sometimes it's just about getting the pass there. Yeah, I think they're, 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 they're like, I think they're similar qualities as playmakers. They're just, they just do it in a different way. Like, Cam, I trust more, like, handling the ball. Like, I mean, y'all can speak on that more, like, with him and with the Hawks. Like, you trust you trust Cam on his big roles? Of course, I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, uh, Zaire, I think he'll probably get there eventually, but it's going to be more basic stuff. Like, he'll just be able to hit hit the road man over the top or make a basic skip. Like, I trust Cam making more advanced reads, so. Yeah, for sure. I was very high on Zaire. I was I thought Zaire was gonna be like he was gonna be like my Mobley. Like I was like, you know what, this guy's gonna be number uh-huh. one. And then I'm watching that first game, I'm like, oh yeah, this is the stuff. And then consistently he just got like a bit worse. I was like, you know what? Maybe I gassed him up a bit too much, you know? But that's life. Alright. Question. Moving on from this year's draft class. I feel like we've discussed it enough. Wanna ask you something? Can I, can, can I uh, ask Nick about one? Oh, for sure. Draft class? For sure. We uh, we haven't seen a lot of him. He only recently started playing. But what are your thoughts on Sharif Cooper? I love him. Yeah, uh, I I really liked what I saw from him too. I really really like him. I was I was low on him in high school. Uh, I want to say I only watched two games of him in high school, and mm-hmm. one of them was just complete shit. Like literally, <laughs> like couldn't do anything right on the court. And I was like, uh, and I kind of started to think that maybe he was just more of like an Instagram hype machine type guy, like almost like a Mac McClellan type. But uh, but no, he he's the real deal. Like, uh, he gets into the lane like at will. Much better passer than I expected. Did y'all see that uh, that left-handed lob he threw? Yeah, I saw the Georgia game. I did. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Like, I like Caden, maybe Suggs are the only guys in the class making that pass. Maybe David Johnson. What's the hype around David Johnson? I see his name get mentioned a lot, but I've never watched him. I'm actually curious about that. Uh, he he's a really smart player. Like, just both ends plays the game right. Uh, anticipates things happening. Uh, reads the floor right. Uh, doesn't make a ton of mistakes, and he's shooting the ball really well this year. Like, I can't remember can't remember exactly what, but I think he's shooting over forty percent. Okay, yeah, that ma- that makes sense to why people like him so much then. Yeah. Okay, but moving on from the draft class, like I was talking about earlier, I wanted to ask you: You're a Celtics fan, long time. Mm-hmm. Did all right? I knew, I know. Before last year's draft, you were not a Peyton Pritchard fan. Did you expect him no. to be this good? 
No, not at all. I mean, he, uh, he's been like incredibly good. No, he's a legit NBA point guard, which is more than I expected for the first ten games of his career. Uh, he's better than Jeff Teague. I'll give him that. <laughs> Sir, former All Star Hawks legend Jeff Teague. I will, I will say Jeff Teague was lighting up in the preseason and I saw Celtics fans online get a little excited and in my head I'm like I'm like, oh no, don't get excited, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got my hopes up a little bit. And, and and he played well in that Bucks game, the opening season the opening of the season. Mm. So I kinda yeah. got my hopes up and then now uh I'm hoping he doesn't get playing time anymore. Yeah, I mean once Kemba's healthy, there's really no reason to play him over Kemba or uh, Richard, yeah. so no way. If if you had told me like I don't know a month, I guess right after the draft, like yeah, uh, Aaron Neesmith is gonna be getting DNPs, but Peyton Pritchard is gonna be integral to the Celtics rotation. I would have, I would have been very confused, frankly. I I can't believe how Neesmith is just not been able to play so far. He hasn't played organized yeah. basketball in over a year. I'm getting worried. Yeah, uh, and. His like his limited minutes so far haven't looked very good. Does it get worse than that? I love him so much. He needs he needs to prove the doubters wrong. Is it just so. is it just that he's such a light build on defense that they can't really put him in or? Yeah, it's a lot of that. He uh, he just like outside of shooting, and I mean he's not shooting well so far. But outside of shooting, he doesn't really bring anything. Like he's just not he's not a good enough handler to like create his own shot. Not a very good passer and defensively he's pretty lost right now. Which you expect as a rookie, but Yeah. Yeah. He just might be a little bit more raw of a prospect than than was expected. Yeah. I feel. I was expecting but, him to come into the league, shoot about forty percent from day one. I mean Yeah, I really I like people him. look too much too much into the fifty two percent number, like he played half a season. Uh, that's small sample size stuff. So I never really thought he was as good of a shooter as the numbers showed. But I hope he goes in your own. Yeah, no, I, I do too. I hate the root for the Celtics just because, like, that bit of an Atlanta Celtics rivalry. But, like, at the same time, like, I need my draft takes to be good. Exactly. So it's like one of those things where I'm 50 50. Okay, I wanted to ask you something else about the Celtics. Is Romeo Langford good? Oh, man. Uh, I think he is. I have hope in him uh, figuring it out. He's way better defensively than I thought he would be. And, like, way worse offensively than I thought he would be. But he's been dealing with uh, thumb injuries, you know. So, and his shot was already kind of uh, kind of iffy to begin with. So, I don't, know, I don't know if he'll ever be a good shooter. But he can finish at the rim. He's strong. He defends well. He rebounds well. So, I think he's a rotation player, at least. So that you know, I, I respect that. I was I was a Romeo Langford fan out of co- out of high school, and then out mm-hmm. of college, kind of slipped sloped off. But um, oh, let I want to ask you about my uh, favorite Celtic player. How's a Time Lord Robert Williams doing? That's my guy. Oh, he looks amazing. Oh, that's I want him to you start. love to hear it. I want him to start. I think he's our best center. That's the stuff right there, folks. It doesn't get better I'll, than that. I'd probably say he's, uh, with Kimba out, he's probably our fourth best player. I love no. it. I mean, I love to hear it. I, I love it. Yeah, he's, like, there's not many guys that make me as happy as him, like, when they play well. 
No, I feel the f- same way I feel about like Mitchell Robinson. My standing is pretty mm-hmm. pretty historic on him. I feel that for Robert Williams too. I, I love that guy. Yeah, I love him. I hope I hope he's a second for life. I mean, I don't want to say that. He might get too good to where I'm like, man, this dude's torching us every day. <laughs> but um, you have any thoughts on the Hawks this season? If you've caught any games or anything or seen anything? Uh, I I think I've watched. Two Hawks games, I want to say. And to be honest, like, nothing really stood out to me as, like, really interesting or anything. How's John Collins doing? Um, I mean... He's sort of up and down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did have a really good shooting game the other night, which is important mm-hmm. playing next to Capella. And he, he only took yes. threes, which was kind of interesting, but... it's His role in the offense is just really weird diminished. with Capella. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's no yeah, longer the primary role, about. man, so... Mm-hmm. Definitely, I, I the advanced stats are loving him so far. I'm not really seeing it, but you know, I, I mean, he's he's kind of been John Collins, but on lower volume, I'd say. Yeah. Um, uh, do y'all like him more as a four or five? I'm a five. I'm a John Collins as a five fan. I'm a four. Wow. Yeah. I did. Yeah, I just don't see the the defense. Like the the rim protection, and he just fouls way too much to be a five man. Like, I'm sorry, you put. Any of those big seven footers on him, it's it's toast. So, yeah, I, I see him more as a four than a five. But you know, but do you, how, do you like him at the five just for like low minutes? You know, just situational small ball five stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's been pretty good in that role this uh, through ten games this season and last season. And frankly, with um, a Congo being hurt, Capella missing games, Bruno Fernando is a G League level player. Yeah. He's had he's had to play he's had to play a good uh, amount of five so he's he looks pretty solid there but it's like you throw even a guy like Valanciunas at him or Vucevic yeah. not not even speaking about like Embiid or Gobert it's just issues but you know that's why I like him more at the four that and I mean he's like six eight on a good day like he just doesn't really have the height pretty skinny so I like him a lot more as a four but I say that but. I say that, but uh, our our center of the future is a Kongu who's like six nine, so <laughs> just gonna be a short front court. A Kongu's playing on Friday. If we do, yeah, play. I don't know if we're I'm actually playing or not. I'm hyped. He wasn't even on the injury report. I'm so excited. Everyone uh, else has gotten to enjoy the the rookies. You've had Celtics fans praising next Larry Bird and Peyton Pritchard. Let's go. No, there's there's no let's going about that. That's disrespectful <laughs> to Larry Bird. I mean. Everybody's got to see the rookie, except for us. It's time. It's time for the GOAT. If he looks anything like Ed Davis, but with a friendship with LaMelo Ball, never liked him. <laughs> Who's the most surprising rookie to both of y'all? In terms of uh, doing better than you expected. Doing better than I expected? Uh, Pritchard, probably. Okay. Or man quickly, maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, those are the two most obvious answers. That's, uh, let, me, let me try to think of a... I was gonna oh, say Halliburton Burton for mine. I n- oh, I never thought he'd be yeah. this good. Like he's that's mine. Yeah, he's legitimately like very good. Like I I used to joke around and call him uh, Delon Wright 2.0, and I've been quickly uh, proven wrong. But no, he's better than Delon Wright right now. Oh, 100 percent. Shout out to Dingus, man. Like he he like he's been way better than I expected this early. Yeah, it's actually his his fit with Fox is like so good too. Like I really wasn't expecting. Like I thought eventually, like down the road, they'd be a decent fit. But like mm-hmm. immediately from like day one, like when those two are on the court, it's just like such a natural connection between oh, yeah. them. Yeah, they're fun to watch. Yeah, Logan. so uh, so surprising that they're better than I expected. 
Yeah. So a few guys that would immediately come to mind would be like Cole Anthony. I think he's been uh, I like. I mean, he hasn't been great. Like the shooting, just the, like the three point shot isn't falling. But he's just been a lot more confident than I thought he'd be. I thought he'd be like garbage this year. Um, and then maybe a guy like uh, Precious, Precious Atua. I kind of thought I, I I didn't like the pick at the time for the Heat, but he seems to be doing well. I mean, last night I think he got toasted, but you know it happens. Um, but then I, I guess if you're you know gonna ask like the opposite, who's looking worse than I expected? And it's surprising me it would be Killian Hayes. I'd say yeah, he's hard. But, yeah, he Killian was like I kind of went up and down with Killian throughout the year. Like I I had him. I think I had him at one at some points, and then I had him outside of the lottery at some points, and I ended up with him around five. But he did not look like even an NBA player in the games he played. Yeah, like it's tough. Like Jay, Jay was like the leading guy as far as being low on Hayes, and it looks like he nailed that. It looks like he's going to take it. Oh, speaking of things that we might have gotten wrong, were we too low on LaMelo Ball? I had LaMelo number two. Oh, so. all right. Oh, so Jackson, just you're alone here, buddy. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I promise. There's more of us. There was more of us. I Look. Yeah, yeah. Look. I, the, Looney I, bin, the Looney bin was low on LaMelo. There was. All right. I, I, I was kind of a part of that pretty bigly. I'll admit it. I'll, I'll hold my L on that. But, look, I did not expect him to be good this good this good. I mean, yeah, credit to him. Like, he deserves it. Oh, yeah. he's. I mean, he's fun to watch, and like I feel like he kind of gets better every game. I'm surprised his teammates like him so much. Like, I thought his teammates would, like, hate playing with him, and then, like, Cody Zeller <laughs> likes playing with him. Bismack Biyombo likes playing with him. I mean, there's nothing, like, bad about that, but, like, I thought his teammates I mean, would be like, dude, this kid's cringe. He's just... <laughs> but, I'm being honest. He's, he's a good and a willing passer, so I think that's enough, but... I don't know, yeah. man. I, I, I haven't watched a bunch of him, but he absolutely torched the Hawks. So That was bad. That was real bad. Yeah. We can look back at those games as some of the worst ones in franchise history. It, it certainly it started a downward spiral among Hawks fans, not going to lie. It was ugly. But that goes. Oh, I think, I, oh, I think I'm ready to take my L on Seku, by the way. If anybody was curious about that, I'm ready to take my L. He's bad. He's real bad. No, nah, no. Nah. Wait for his second team. Wait for second team. That's right. All right. Hold He's up. Still young. I'm, I'm t- yeah, I'm taking my man on that. Dwayne Casey ain't playing him. Freeze my mans. Um, uh-huh. He'd be catching them BMPs. Don't know why. It, it's like the Pistons think they have something to play for. They don't. Just trust me on that. Um, You know, I hate to say that. I mean, Jeremy Grant, better than I expected. There was, yes. there was people saying that Jeremy Grant better than Pascal Siakam. I'm not ready to say that. Not yet. Yeah, no. Definitely not. <laughs> I mean, wait, are are you surprised that the Raptors are the worst team in the league? I mean, I'm surprised that they're the worst in the league. Like, it's kind of hard to imagine having Siakam, Lowry, Van Vliet, OG, and Nick Nurse and being the worst team in the league. Uh, I fucking hope they do not get Kate Cunningham. No, I don't know. That agree. would be awful. <laughs> dude, dude, Raptors fans with Kate, that's like a whole breed of annoying that I just don't want. Oh, want. my God. They... They they lose Lowry because he's a free agent, but they just replace him with Kate Cunningham. I I'd cry. That that just wouldn't be fair. Imagine the hype they'd create between Kate and um Van Vliet. Like no no, we don't need that at all. 
God. I was, oh. like I was expecting them to slump a bit and be like around like the six or seven or eight seed, but like yeah. th- they're legit like worse than the league right now. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Sure. I don't think they'll stay there, but yeah, I mean, even them starting off what two and seven or whatever. That's that's no, that's crazy. That's way worse than what I expected. Right now, oh, they're two and eight. My dear, my God, and they're in a the game right now against Hornets. So we'll see how that goes. It might be two and nine. I guess, I, I guess uh got a little question for Nikki about uh, the twenty twenty draft. Since, since this is a Hawks podcast, what what were your uh, your thoughts on Anyeka Kongu? Uh, I thought it was a reach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand the idea of going for a big. Like, if I assume that the pick was just because they wanted a big, because like I can't really justify taking Okongu top. Like, what was it, sixth? He was six, yeah. Uh, and like he was, he wasn't my best player available. Uh, I would have tried to get somebody maybe that can handle the ball, take more pressure off for Trey as a handler. Because I don't love, I don't love Reddish as a secondary handler or Herder. And oh, and speaking of that, is Herder like in the long term plans? It's uh, before the season. I would tell you no, but right now I'm leaning towards like yes because he's been a lot better. He's been pretty good. He it's just one of those things where like he's gonna get Luke Kennard money or more, and it's like at that point, can we really afford that when you know Trey and John and Capella and Hunter and you know all these guys like? So if if he's he's playing well, but he just it may he may he may be know, like the odd man out from like a salary standpoint. Yeah, pretty much. But I mean, straight up, he's been better than I expected. So yeah, you know, sure. gotta give Herder some credit there, but. I want to go back to when y'all asked me about the uh, the Hawks. Uh, I forgot to mention DeAndre Hunter is a lot better than I expected. Yeah, no, well, we yeah. we we've had to hold our L on that. I was a huge yeah. DeAndre Hunter hater, so was Logan. But you know, we're holding our L on that. He he's slowly turning into one of my favorite players. The effort he brings. Yeah, he's not a TikTok kid. I'll say that. <laughs> He's not like Trey Snapchatting and driving with his veneers. You'll never, you'll never catch Hunter with veneers. I'll, I'll tell you that much. I mean, this real. Are we gonna see Trey get some hair plugs like LeBron? I hope so. Dude, early this season, his hair looked good. I thought he got hair plugs, and then now, now it looks like it's back to. I think I, not, I've had this take not, for a few years. I think he should just braid his hair. He doesn't have enough to braid, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's enough volume there. He's got he's got baby hairs all over his head. It's gonna dude, be tough. He needs to figure out something. Like, love the dude, fantastic know, play, I, but it's kind of just like his signature at this one. I kind of like it. Yeah, yeah. Lean into that, like AD with the uh, unibrow. Yeah, exactly. But the unibrow he's, he's is a, like he's, he's already getting like, his yeah, signature shoe, so the marketing's done. What? The unibrow's just like weird. Like it's just like, oh, that guy has a unibrow. His somebody should shave that for him. But like Trey's hair is like, wow, that is legitimately awful. I feel bad for his genetics. Yeah. I mean, and, you know. speaking of somebody who got you know pretty rough looking hairline, uh, yeah, it's it's not fun. Oh, oh, that was a self roast. Yeah, self roast. Oh gosh, dude, I'm so sorry. Yeah, bro, I got I got a few years left. You know what? You you better you better live your prime out while you still got your hairline intact. I will, I will say it's I'm gonna I'm gonna go and say this is a, a Logan Lock by uh by the end of Trey's second contract. He's gonna be bald. He's gonna have shaving it off. 
right. I hope, that's, that's I hope it's lie. soon. All the best players to play the game were bald. Michael Jordan, bald. Kobe, bald. Man, LeBron needs to shave his. He, LeBron's beard is so bad. I, yeah, if he if he leans into the bald look with like the big, big bushy beard with like some gray on it, he's gonna look like a badass. He should just look like a black Heisenberg. Yeah. See, see, someone finally agrees with me. Do y'all have anything else y'all want to talk about before we wrap this up? Uh, I got a question for y'all. All right, ask away. Who is y'all's favorite prospect? in this uh, upcoming draft, and where do you want him to land? Well, Logan can go first. Ah, I mean, I'll go first. Mine's uh, Mobley. And for Mobley, I would... uh, uh, I mean... uh, Okay, this is actually a hot take. I think... uh, I actually wanted to talk about this with both of y'all. I think the Timberwolves need the reset. Now, I know that's kind of harsh to say, a lot of people don't like that take. I, I think they need to reset, and that means trading cats. So I want them to end up in Minnesota. All right. Mm. No, you don't want them next to Cat? No, 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 no. I want Cat going. I, I've slowly. I used to be a Cat fan, like back in the day. I used to. Mm-hmm. I used to be like, well, hold up. Let's not like. Let's not sleep on Cat for best center in the league, guys. But now I'm like, this guy sucks. Like he doesn't suck, but like he he's not a yeah, winner. It's just, man, I. I... It's so tough to say just because their coaching is so bad and, like, the team built around is just not right. Dude, Ricky Rubio is legitimately awful. I watched the Timberwolves game. I was like, wow, this dude is terrible. He was pretty good last season, too. It's yeah, crazy. it's just like that steep fall off. It's, like, crazy. Logan, who's your favorite player, and where do you want him to go? I mean, I'll just, I'll just stick with Jalen Suggs, man. I'll stick with him. I think – I don't know. I, I think everyone wants – or maybe not everyone, but I think a lot. there's been a lot of, like, K to – OKC hype, but I want to see Jalen Suggs in OKC. I, I was gonna, like that. I was gonna say Washington would be fun when they uh blow I, it up. I don't want to play against Jalen Suggs four times a year. So I, I'm not scared of who Washington that. puts out there. I think uh I think Washington also needs to. Re- I I think there's a few teams in the league who need to hit the reset button. Washington definitely one of them. Um, Washington, Washington, and like you said, Minnesota. They're just they're just such weird, like poorly built rosters. I don't know what. Like I don't I don't get what Minnesota is going for. Like they were, they were never going to compete in the West like this year, and they're not like fully like their roster isn't like in rebuild mode. They they have a lot of money out there. They have yeah. I don't know man. They're not even giving Culver minutes. So it's like frankly I get it. He's bad, but it, like if you want like if you're in a rebuild, you should try and like just try and develop him. But yeah, I don't know. So it's it's going to be a weird lottery because there's a lot of just weird teams up there right now. So we'll we'll yeah. see. Yeah, I, I guess that's what I'd say. Jalen Suggs, I think him playing next to Shea, that'd be pretty cool. So that's what I'll say. Who's who's your favorite? Where do you want to see him at, Nikki? My favorite. That's tough. Uh, the way you look these last couple games, it might be Sharif. Okay. Uh, just just as far as like having fun watching them. Uh, but besides him, it might be Mobley. Like like Kate. Cade's awesome, and I think he's a better prospect. But I don't, even, I don't really have fun, that much fun watching him right now. Partly because of his team, and partly just because like I know what Cade's gonna do. Uh, Mobley, he kind of like sees something new every game. But I would love Mobley in OKC. 
OKC's like a good fit for him. I agree with that. Like Minnesota's kind of like a bit of a reach for me, just because like realistically they won't trade Cat. Like they've given yeah. up so much. Like especially like that first that's in the Warriors possession, which kind of makes me sick to my stomach. Um, Oof. Yeah. I mean, they've invested a lot into that duo, and I feel like I feel like there's things they could do to like retool that roster before they're like, yeah, we're trading Cat or we're trading D'Lo. Even though I personally yeah. I disagree with that. I personally disagree with a lot of their decisions. Such as not starting Jaden McDaniels, but um, <laughs> I, I, I he's looked good when he's played. I'll die on that hill. I mean, Has he, he's played. No, he's played. Looked very good. He's shooting fifty percent from three, not one All for right. two either. Two four. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he blocked onto the Kumpo, but just don't ask which brother it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was Costas, but no, he's uh. Let's see here. Yeah, he's at 50% from three. My guy. Oh, he's at 50% from three throw. Ooh, lad. Oof. You know, he'll, he'll, hey. be, he'll be better. No, two years. Project. I mean, he was never he was never going to come in and be good, like, right away. 100%. Yeah. Like, like you said earlier, talk to me when he's on his second team, second contract. Exactly. Maybe. Exactly. Talk to me when he puts on 20 pounds and he's on his second team. There, there really isn't shit to eat in Minnesota, so I can't blame him if he's not getting weight right now. Yeah, for real. I don't know. Cat's looking a little, uh, a little heavier. That's depression Both eating. Fluffy. Sorry, I know it's dark. Depression eating. Jesus. Yeah. Oh man, dude, yeah. the stuff that he's been through last year—it's sad. But like, yeah, I'm, for real. I'm still doing really it. Yeah, it's terrible. But like at the same time, I'm like, damn, play better. My fantasy team needs you. Oh my god. <laughs> at least I'm being straight up. Jesus. Okay. Does anything else? Anybody else have anything else they want to say before we uh, wrap things up here? Uh, let me shout out Jaden Springer and Keon Johnson. Oh, I, I like Jaden Springer. I love both of them. Uh, both just really smart players, really good defenders. Both growing offensively, and they need more minutes. But yeah, that's that's it. Do you want to, like, plug your Twitter or anything yeah, like that? Like, plug your Twitter, anything you want. Man, I don't even know my Twitter. It's right. like... Hold on, I got I think... I'll get it pulled up for you. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> this dude doesn't even know his own Twitter. I mean, I don't, I don't tweet like that. So yeah. I, mean, I just I reply. Carter so, Young 340 for everyone out there, all together. Yeah, so, I mean, if y'all want to follow me to watch me never tweet, like, that's, that's cool with me. But, but, you but you can, like... DM him and ask him questions, which might be fun. You yeah, might... for real. If, hey, yeah, for sure. If, if y'all want to talk draft, I'll talk draft with anyone. He really will. He talks about it with me, despite my uh, <laughs> despite some of my uh, takes. I, I just want to say thank you, Nikki, for coming on the podcast. This has been sure. long-awaited for me to get you on here. You know, I thought about getting you on Toad. Didn't work out then. I was like, you know what? The Hawks suck. We're terrible. We're, we're going to be a lottery team. Let's get Nikki. I was like, first thing the Hawks did as soon as they lose, DM'd you. I was like, we're getting him. I love it. But uh, I'm glad y'all reached out, man. It was fun. You no, know, we'll, we'll definitely look to have you back on in the future, like especially as we tour, like get in more in the draft season. Like, yeah, we'll definitely sure. be on. I mean, you always have an open invite, so if you ever just want to come back at your own will, just ask us. I'm sure we'll be down. Yes. But obviously, thank you to you. Logan? You have anything else you want to say? Just the usual, man. Shout out to uh, all our supporters on Patreon. Patreon.com. Slash Hawkstocks. Yep, you know. Gotta, gotta plug it. Of course. No, you see, you see, we don't do it at the beginning of the episode anymore. We're, so ge- we're gentlemen about it. 
I think I think it's fair that we plug it at the end. So, so. nice little treat if you listened all the way through, you know. But yeah, you know, uh, thank you, Nikki, coming on. Thanks for having It's not. It's nice having somebody smarter than you talk about something like this. Because if Jackson and I did a draft episode, it would be about seven minutes long, and it would, frankly, it'd be awful. So <laughs> glad, glad you came on. Definitely gonna have you on later. So yeah, that's all I gotta say. Well, I think that'll do it for me. Obviously, thank you to Logan for recording. Thank you to Nikki for recording. Thank you for listening to Hawks Talks. This was episode 15. We'll be back sometime later this week with episode 16. Hope you have a great week, weekend, and yeah, we'll see you next time. Peace. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Ready to launch a new career or not sure what to do after graduation? Rumkey is hiring for CDL driving trainees. We pay you to get your CDL license while working for us. Driver trainees receive $18 an hour, great benefits, and Rumkey will pay your CDL costs. Once you're a CDL driver, you can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in your first year. Apply today and launch a lucrative career at Rumkey. Apply now at RumkeyCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Ready to launch a new career or not sure what to do after graduation? Rumkey is hiring for CDL driving trainees. We pay you to get your CDL license while working for us. Driver trainees receive $18 an hour, great benefits, and Rumkey will pay your CDL costs. Once you're a CDL driver, you can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in your first year. Apply today and launch a lucrative career at Rumkey. Apply now at RumkeyCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer. Restrictions apply. At Capella University, you're in control of your education. With the game-changing FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines and move at your own pace. The faster you move, the more you save. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Grandparents. At Vanguard, you're more than just a grandparent. You're the family historians. You fill your closets with heirlooms, family photos, and letters from long ago. You're always planning the next family reunion, even at the reunion. Because for you, time well spent is time spent on them. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Because the future you're building is bigger than yourself. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation, distributor. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.